You're tuning into New Life Vietnam. Today's message by Pastor Lop is the Five Foundations Class Number One. Thank you, worship team. Uh, please take a seat. For those of you who are watching online today. Is uh, not like any other usual Sunday because we're gonna go through the uh, foundation class, the series in this uh, this month, and so today gonna be a lesson number one. Now, before we get into this, uh, maybe uh, maybe some of you need to grab a, a cup of coffee or tea. Um, Usher, can I have a glass of water and a cup of coffee? I had one this morning, but I still need one more. This is the teaching mode. So it's not preaching mode, so it'll be a little bit of information, a little bit of uh, Bible verses, uh, more than usual. Uh, but if you are new uh, to, uh, with our church, uh, 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 approach the usher corner and grab the booklet. Uh, it's just uh, foundation class material. Nine lessons will be in here. We'll go one by one uh, for Sunday and uh, Saturday. I'm not sure we have enough. Is because last week I expect maybe you know uh, not number of you turn out, uh, you know turn out, but it's good. Praise the Lord. Um, and however, we also have soft copy for those who are watching online in our uh, Discord channel in the channel called FC Dash Lesson uh, Foundation Class Lesson. Then there will be all the soft copy there, and. Um, and so, um, if you need a, a cup of tea or coffee, please help yourself. And uh, we're getting started in about one or two minutes, right? While some of you are having a cup of coffee or tea, uh, just a um, quick overview is all laid out in the booklet. But um, I first attended this foundation class taught by uh, the former senior pastor and, uh, and the uh, uh, founder of, of this uh, church in uh, 2000, in year 2000. Uh, this church was founded in 1997. And... Uh, 2000, I joined the church uh, by the invitation of a friend who uh, joined the foundation class nine consecutive week. And uh, after nine weeks of foundation class, God, God touched my heart and changed me. And I got saved, saved, and be added to this church since um, 2000. And uh, long story short, I serve in the church and I be there. Uh, all um, you know, every, year after year, until the Lord called me um, to full time, um, you know, uh, and uh, the Lord bless and provide for uh, for myself and the family to be in Singapore for three years. Uh, to uh, to I earn uh, my Master of Divinity, and I came back uh, serve as a senior pastor since 2012. Officially ordained 2013, 2013. So it has, has been. Uh, over eight years now, and uh, the Lord has been good, 
and uh, I'm continue as part of our church uh, practices and tradition that every year uh, we lay out again over and over again solidify our foundation uh, in Christ and uh, I just look up my calendar it looked like 2021 we missed a foundation class because of pandemic and and you know online and and everything so it looked like I, I was thinking to plan like October when things open up but then you know it hit again and then so so here we are 2022 uh, March and uh, and this time I uh, half of the material half of the, uh, of the lesson will be on Sunday so you won't miss it unless you miss Sunday right so I make easy for everyone already okay and then two uh, two weekends on Saturday will be uh, will be on site ground floor so we can have some uh, lunch together I already put in the um, <clears throat> in the public chat in the channel about 11 reason a good reason why uh, foundation class so you want to check that out and uh, especially those who are new uh, you will get to know me I get to know you and uh, to know our team so that's how um, you know we being uh, mutually uh, edified and built one another up in the Word of God. Amen. All right. So uh, this morning, I like to share the first photo with you about this, um, you know, buildings. And uh, some of you might recognize some of your <coughs> your country pride, right? Uh, the, the, the furthest building, I'm not sure you see it, it's, uh, but I can just read for you, is Philadelphia City Hall, was built in 1901, uh, was 167 meter height. And, um, and the second one would be uh, uh, Singer, or Singer Building in New York City, 187 uh, meters, so that about, say, say three meter or of a one floor, so that's about 60 plus story, about, right? Uh, in 1908. Uh, number three, the Met Light Tower, again in New York City. I mean, New York possess a lot of high-rise uh, building, And uh, 213 meters, Woolworth Building uh, next to it, 241 in 1913. Uh, Bank of Manhattan, again in New York City, uh, 280 meters in 1930. And Chrysler Building in New York City, 319 meters in 1930. Empire Building State, probably you recognize it. The shape, New York City, uh, 443 meter in 1931. World Trade Center, the world knows this, also known as Twin Tower, was uh, sadly, every time I mention this, is 9-11 event, and it's no longer there. And, uh, and then uh, it's, uh, it's, uh, its height is about 527 meter built, was built in 1971. And uh, number nine is Sear Tower in Chicago, uh, 527 meters in 1973. Now, this is a Malaysian folks' um, uh, pride of the country. Petronas Tower, also known as the Twin Tower in Asia. And, um, and uh, just I have the, the, the opportunity to be there, and uh, some of you have already been there. Uh, 452 meters in 1998. Now, Taipei 101 is inspired by a bamboo shape in Taipei. Is uh, I just happened to be there as well. It's beautiful, uh, the um, the bamboo shape uh, in Taipei 101. The world's tallest building was built in 2010, Burj Khalifa in Dubai, uh, almost uh, the, uh, near the last one, and. Um, 
It's uh, 828 meters. Now, in 2021, there's another one, the last one, it's called Jeddah, almost like Jedi. Jeddah, Jeddah in Saudi, uh, and uh, 108, uh, 1,008 meters. Uh, there, there's a little bit of the basic discussion, maybe because, you know, they tried to raise the tip, so they count the tip, and not really, you know, habitable up there, so not con so Burj Khalifa probably still highest, but there's a discussion debate about that the height. Everyone trying to compete the height, uh, so that's the the latest considered the tallest 2021 is in uh, Jeddah, uh, Jeddah, and um, in in uh, Saudi. Now. When we look at high-rise and tall building, we tend to marvel at its height and really not its foundation, correct? Because nobody knows how deep the foundation is, how wide the base of the foundation, only unless you're an architect, unless you're a uh, uh, construction and engineer. You work with foundation. And oftentimes, the, the sweat and tear and the work of the workers, construction worker at the foundation, nobody knows. Nobody noticed. And they, 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 they are the ones so important to give the height of a building. Everybody just want, want to climb on the top, on the deck, and just have you know, the, the, the pictures of, uh, of around the city. And people wow by its height. Even though the people don't ever remember an architect. <laughs> it's just wow at the name of the building. It happened in the Bible as well when the, when the Tower of Babel, which is probably considered the highest adapt in the ancient time. And, and because people tried to climb up to God in the context of the Tower of Babel, and, and God came down and laughed at them and just confused their languages. Uh, today, in, in, in any era, any, any, um, any given society, uh, economy, and uh, try to show their power, or their wealth by building high-rise uh, building. And it will keep going up. I don't know when people will stop doing that. Um, I don't know. Some of you maybe feel this. As I'm getting older, I want to be grounded. <laughs> I don't want to get over high. Not because I fear high. I like height. But, uh, but because I'm going to be grounded. <laughs> and, uh, you know, as we get approaching closer to Jesus, we'll... Our body will return to dust at some point, right? Yes, but nobody pay attention to the foundation, right? Before, uh, you know, we renovate this space, I have to check with an architect, an engineer, say, you know, uh, how many people we can have for this floor in order for the foundation to can take it. And a rough estimate safe uh, measure is up to, you know, maximum 300, 300. Uh, uh, people, right? Uh, safe side, 250. Okay? And so, so that, is, that is how our spiritual life should be. We need to check our foundation in Christ and in the world every year. Some well-developed country, as at least a neighbor country I know, I've been in Singapore. Every year there's a team, even the government building, every team will check the pillar, the foundation, and they repaint. So they do a well, well done, good job on maintenance of buildings. So buildings in Singapore, 30, 40 years still look brand new. <laughs> Unlike buildings in Vietnam, you know, just 10 years old and it's already looked very old. <laughs> and also want to collapse. <laughs> and so uh, foundation class, 
this morning is lesson number one. And I think it's every, we don't put it here because it's just basic, but it is foundational. Are you still with me? All right. So number one, I just want to clear out, put things out first. The five. We talk about the five. The five Christian essential. Okay. Now, number one, hearing God's voice. Very critical. Number two, loving God's word. Number three, prayer, talking to God. Number four, fellowship, talking to other fellow believers. Number five, witness, to testify, to tell others about your personal testimony, how you got saved how you met Jesus, and how he has changed your life. So these are five Christian essential. It is, you want an analogy, it's like a, a chair with four legs. Missing one of the legs will create, you know, the, the unstable instability, and, 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 and you know, uh, you, you know that your life the, the, is a building. It's going to be shaky a bit as you grow, as you, you know your spiritual life will be not stable when missing one of these five Christian essential. You know, the, the, the four legs, consider four legs, hearing God's voice, loving God's word, prayer, fellowship. It will, it will not uh, stabilize or solidify if lacking the central part is his witness. This is also the key of many Christian, can say nominal by name or, you know, culturally Christian, mean like you just born in a Christian family, just go to church as a part of routine. You're missing witnesses because there's, there's not, nothing you find transformative in your life. Therefore, you feel shame and shy to testify about Christ. Because uh, it just, you know, it's just my culture. It's just part of my family. I really don't want to go to church. I don't really want, I don't know Jesus personally. I just, I just say it sometimes. And even sometimes I, I mystically, you know, it's, it's, it, 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 you know, it, it can cry out, you know, OMG, and it doesn't mean anything. So witness, witnessing, testify about Christ through your life, don't you lie, is a powerful connector of these four legs. It is, um, for some of you, just in case you didn't know, in this area, Fumi Hung, the uh, Taipei, um, uh, not Taipei, the Taiwanese uh, developer, they, they spent extra 30 percent your construction your construction uh, construction uh, engineer uh, 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 Chow, uh, you front know this uh, they have to spend extra 30 percent of cost to build the foundation compared to building other areas so that's why Fumian a bit more expensive uh, at least 30 to 40 percent because of the 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 land that they have is 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 you know it's not a solid ground so when they build the foundation like this building, under the basement, under the, the, the ground floor, there'll be another concrete floor. And, and they, they will tie four, uh, four big, huge pillars together and, uh, so that 
it cannot be moved by uh, the, uh, the, the sand is sinking here, the soil is sinking. So every year, it's, uh, I heard the stat sink about you know, four to five centimeters. So they need to fill it, the dirt. But it's, it's, the concrete is there. So uh, there one incident that when we met in the ground floor, I mean, the typhoid just cracked up and people freaking out. But I say, no, uh, below is a concrete floor. It's just the towel is just cracking up. <laughs> if people think that this is going to be falling apart, this concrete, another concrete. So this is fourth, uh, third floor, but actually is fourth floor because below is a concrete one. So it tied everything together. So the five Christian essential, missing one of them will cause instability in your life. Spiritual formation, spiritual foundation. Are you still with me? So let's go to number one, hearing God's voice. Hearing God's voice, I just, uh, in the book, there are more scripture. You can go home, that's part of homework. You know what's the difference between teaching mode and preaching mode? The teaching mode will have uh, a quiz. So pay attention. We have an exam. If you fail, are you still welcome to church? <laughs> uh, Actually, we have a quiz. I mean, all this year, I've been teaching um, you know, this class. We don't have a quiz. Our New Life Fellowship, uh, our New Life Christian Church in Singapore, you being in Singapore, they always have quiz. So they made a few quiz, so I, I borrow from them. You know, if you want to take a quiz, we have some, right? And so, so wait a way, this is just true scripture representative of this, this uh, first point, hearing God's voice. Number one, John 10, 27. My sheep here my voice and I know them and they know me. It's the, it's the relationship. <laughs> it's not about, you know, being religious and go to church and check the box. It's relationship. My sheep, meaning your people, God's people, will hear God's voice. <laughs> One of the very tangible evidence of being God's people is we are able to hear God's voice because He always speaks. Our role, our job is to hear the shepherd's voice. Jeremiah 29, 13 said, important thing to remember about hearing God's voice is that you will seek me and find me when you... Yes, seek me with all of your heart. You will not be able to hear God's voice if you casually hear God's voice in the background. It's like, you know, we're walking, you know, and we have some, you know, ambient music and, you know, background just to keep the mood nice. You, you, you and I cannot hear God's voice. God doesn't speak like, you know, I speak to you and you don't listen. You know, it's, it's my voice, my word to you. It's a music background. No, it's like you, you listen, to, you go to the concert and you, every lyric, every song you absorb it. Or you go to a, a classical concert, every note that you hear, oh, this is on the left, this is on the right, this is a trumpet. You detect in every tone, every note of the, of the whole orchestra. That's how you enjoy the concert, right? For those who are inclined to music. I'm a musical channel, but I know some stuff, right? And so, uh, uh, so, so he, hearing God's voice the same, you have to seek God with every core being. <laughs> 
Every of your totality of your being. You mean like fully attentive, fully focused in order to detect God's voice. So, point number one. I just tried to find some relevant icon and I'm the boomer, so I use the radio, okay? <laughs> radio frequency, right? The, uh, if you, I don't know this day the young people still use radio. No, right? There's an app on your phone that can download and actually you can receive the radio frequency. It's all out there. But I guess the, the young people these days don't know what is radio, right? <laughs> and, and God always speaks. So the idea is God always speaks. Whether we tune in in the right frequency or channel or not, we will not hear any voice. Are you still with me on this analogy? So, uh, the, uh, maybe millennials still know, the Gen Z. Gen Z, that, the symbol of a radio. <laughs> and if you want to find one, Google it, right? You still go in, uh, probably when, when Tuk Khang, some of the old place, they still sell the old radio. It's for fun. For decoration, you can bring home one. It's getting expensive sometimes. So we have to learn to tune in. God always speaks. The problem is we're not always here, right? So we need to learn to tune in and to get the right frequency in order to get God's voice. Amen? Next, number two. Oh, Oh, this is a bit of, um, um, uh, some of you might um, saw God spoke to vision, you know, to the prophet, uh, to even Joseph interpret dreams. We talked about last week. Uh, then we also talk about the angel. Angel in both the Old Testament and the New Testament simply mean the messenger. Messenger. Now, sometimes the messenger is being Human figure, human. God can send a prophet as the messenger. Sometimes translates angel. But when the, the terms called the angels of the Lord, it usually also appear in human figure, but it is angelic being. Angelic being. It is God created being, but it does not, they do not possess a physical body. So it has to have to appear in a physical figure to bring God's message to people in certain time according to God's will and God's timing. So God can speak to angel. Now, to the gift of the Holy Spirit. That's in, in 1 Corinthians, talk about all the spiritual gifts. There will be the gift of the Holy Spirit that you can hear God's voice to the impartation and the impression to the Holy Spirit. To circumstances, like you are put in the circumstances that God will speak to you in circumstances, in that specific particular circumstance. Also, godly counselor. I oftentimes hear people, you know, after speaking or have a coffee meeting with you, Pastor, I hear God's voice. And I thank God for that. It's better they hear God's voice. So this means there's an affirmation for me that because I speak God's word. I don't want them to just to hear my voice. <laughs> my human voice will be futile, will be not helpful unless I speak God's voice or God's word. So they hear a godly counseling so they can hear. It doesn't have to be pastor, even mature Christian friend you talk to. 
make sure mature Christian friend proven you know their character and and their wisdom then you listen to them and you can hear God's voice as well through that channel conviction the certain thing that convicted your heart the moment that you and I say Lord Jesus you are my Lord and my Savior that's conviction it's not because somebody tell you to do so but it's out of conviction God spoke to conviction as well the Holy Bible number nine number ten the Holy Bible number eleven the Holy Bible the scripture which is the most common way God spoke to us number one to number eight it happened I never met anyone in in person in my life who heard audible voice however I heard from friend testimony that they heard audible voice uh, in the midst of the crisis like they got you know uh, into the jungle and somebody uh, the robbers came out and they just cry out Lord help me and then he got rescued and almost like a messenger somebody came out and helped him in the midst of the in the in the jungle and and somebody have a dream the an, an atheist uh, t- testified that you know went for a trekking in the middle of the night and just look in the sky and see you know must there must be a god there must be a, a creator pack up his tent and then went back to the city and found a church and walked right to it and asked the pastor is there a god i want to know and then that moment he get to know the lord and it, he got saved and there there will be uh, you know many many different you know sometimes it's, it's weird testimony <laughs> but it is uh, it's real uh, you know if you listen to them but very important principle all of testimony all of the hearing God voice must have to in line with the Word of God so you want the safest way to hear God's voice the Bible the Bible, the Bible, the scripture. Because otherwise, some, some, you know, some guy would say, Pastor, last night I had a dream that, you know, the, the, the angel told me that, you know, I should divorce my wife. And uh, I, I felt it. I have conviction. You know, and, and, uh, and because the last, uh, last week I had a big fight. And, and you know, you affirm my heart. And, and I, I really think this is from you. Uh, and then I seek the, the counselor. And then I went to uh, my friend and they said, yeah, you should do it. So, so many people affirm that. So it must be true. Check the Bible. <laughs> because oftentimes people spiritualize things. <laughs> God never told them, but they spiritualize it. I heard from the Lord. Make sure it's in line with the Bible. Are you still with me? This is some of the warning. Beware of this thing. Beware of this thing because, number one, if someone or anyone hearing God's voice for you will violate two main things. Principle number one, my sheep hear my voice. God will speak to you and you will listen. And the second thing about anyone who try to hear God's voice for you is that you violate the second principle called the priesthood of all believers. We are all priesthood of all believers. It's no longer the division between the clerical, clergy and so-called lay people. When you heard the term clergy and lay, you know it still has re- 
the leftover before the Reformation. The leftover meaning like the, the Roman Catholic that would be a control. Only the clergy can hear God's voice. Only the, 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 the appointed priest can hear God's voice. That's why they have a practice of confession to the priest so that the priest can ask God and God can forgive them and they still have confession box. Sorry for those uh, who, who, who may be practice, still practicing this, but this is true because we are, you are the priesthood of all believers, means you can hear God's voice. It is very biblically wrong when I tell you, Brother, last night I hear God's for you. And this is, what is it? I know some churches still practicing that, not only just the, the, the before the, the Reformation, but uh, there's a degree of the Pentecostal and charismatic church will say, I hear from the Lord from you, thus say the Lord, brother, you shall do this and this. That will violate the first principle because my sheep hear my voice. I'm here not to hear your voice for you. I'm here to tell you that you can have personal, intimate relationship with Jesus Christ. And that's wonderful. You are having relationship and, and you can have a call to your friend, to the, the king of the, of the universe, to the president of all the presidents, the seal of all the seal. So if any one of you here, tell your brother, I hear the voice of the Lord for you. Now, you have to distinguish a little bit here. As I uh, travel, we, as you know, we have New Life Fellowship of Churches in, in the region, meaning Indonesia, Singapore, Malaysia, Cambodia. Uh, there's some churches, uh, because we're all autonomous. We have no headquarter. Uh, and um, some churches, I thank you, brother, I will treasure it, and I will wait until it's come to pass. If it come to pass, I have the word from the Lord. If it does not come to pass, in the Old Testament, you'll be stoned to death because you are a false prophet. <laughs> so do not want to be considered as a prophet, okay? There will be an office as a, as a prophet in the, in the Old Testament. It's uh, a bit de debatable whether that office remains in the New Testament. Because the last prophet that the Jew believed that going to be, not, not all the Jew believed, but it will be, uh, the, you know, the, uh, John the Baptist. And sometimes people call Jesus the last prophet as well. Um, but after that, then God already speak to his son in the book of Hebrew. In the last day, God spoke to his son. So everybody who believed in his son hear God's voice. So do not let anyone to tell you I have a word from the Lord for you personally. Now on Sunday as a pulpit, I say I have the word for the Lord for you. That public declaration. That's public, you know, a pronouncement. That public declaration. It, it's the one level of prophecy, meaning like foretelling, not foretelling. I speak forth the word of God and therefore it's a proclamation, not Prediction. Are you still with me? So be aware of someone hearing your. You will meet people from time to time. Okay? Number two, beware of uh, the pitfall. Oh, this thought just popped into my head, uh, so it must be God. <laughs> you have to know that there are three sources of thoughts. Number one, natural thoughts. 
in the booklet, you have the, the reference there, Mark 8, 27 to 28. You can look at it later. Uh, the second sort of thought is from, maybe from God. Uh, in Mark 8, chapter, uh, chapter 8, 29, is it all in the booklet? Uh, uh, the devil, the, the third sort, can be from the devil, Mark 8, 31, 33. Uh, and so you have to know, if something pops in your mind, check, is it just a natural thought? Is it from God? Is it from the devil? How do I check that? If you don't read the Bible, you don't know where to check. <laughs> you, know, you have no point of reference. Right? There's, there's, you, you can define anything you want if there's no point of reference. And worse, you take a wrong point of reference. Like your friends, like somebody else. That's why it's so important to read God's Word. You have the perfect point of reference. Are you still with me? Number three, warnings. Number three, don't play Bible roulette. If you don't know what the Bible roulette, if those of you have played casino, roulette is, uh, it was this thing running and you throw the ball into it and it's, you know, it may land in some number and you bet on it, you know. Uh, for the record, I never went to the casino. I saw a movie, okay. Um, and, um, yeah, when I visit uh, USA, oh, oh, you must visit, uh, you know, Nevada. You must be just... Uh, uh, Las Vegas, I say, why? I say, oh, it's free meal. I say, really? Yeah, yeah. If you just spend about $100, you have free room and you have this fantastic entertainment. I say, really? But I, I'm not into it. I say, never yeah, just come and have a look. I may pass by, have a look, but I, I, I don't think I have any business to do there in Las Vegas. And uh, yeah, so just a side point. But here, the Bible rule it. Can, can we just uh, pretend to play Bible it for a minute? Right, someone can pick up the, this uh, this uh, this passage for me. Right, uh, Matthew twenty-seven five. All right, someone, Matthew twenty-seven five. Can you read it out loud for me? Twenty-seven five, twenty-seven verse five. Matthew twenty-seven five. Judas went out and hanged himself. All right. Bible rule it. Luke chapter 10, verse 37. Luke 10, 37. Someone, can you help me? Go therefore and do likewise. Another Bible rule. Oh, this one no good. John chapter 13, verse 27. 13, 27. John. 1327. Can someone read for me? <laughs> you got the idea, right? This is how the Bible relates sometimes works, right? Uh, that you, you, you pick up the verse on the day, wow, this must be for me. And then, oh, no, no, this one, no. Then another one, then another one, you know, like it's picking verses out of context. It's like a deadly poison that you try to drink. But it's almost like a joke. But little did you know that many Christians who lack a foundation practice this. Got a Bible in front. Today, Lord, give me the word. Give me the word. For, give me the word to I go out. Good. That one. Oh, yes. 
all, almost all the highlight words, their favorite one. The one that repent, you know, confess your sin, they don't do that, right? They just look at, oh, you're blessed, oh, I'm blessing. Oh, you know, today I got a victory. Oh, today I got a new contract. Oh, you know, and then while they're living, you know, their life, sinful life. Because we talk about selective hearing at the end. <laughs> don't play Bible roulette. Don't look for sign. Don't look for sign. There will be a, a branch of Christianity will always look for sign. It's the red. It's the red moon. It's the red moon. Oh, gonna be the second coming of Christ. Today they no longer look for the natural sign. They look sign online. They look sign online. They hear the conspiracy theory. They heard about this and, and they watch all their, their brain was saturated, not with the word of God, but with conspiracy. And then with the words, oh, that's a sign. I got a few friends sometimes like, you know, Pastor, can you interpret for sign? This morning I take out of my car and there's a butterfly landed on the front of the, you know, my Porsche. And, and what is the sign? I say that you sell the car and follow Jesus. No, cannot be, cannot be. <laughs> oh. People, you know, little did you know that, you know, people running after signs. Signs here also miracle, right? Signs and wonders. Pastor, have you noticed there will be a great miracle done in, you know, in Middle East? You know, this month, I'm going to book my trip and there to witness the miracle. It happened in the Jesus time. People follow Jesus because of the miracle, not because of who he is and not because of the gospel they present to them. They follow because they want food to feed the 5,000, because they want healing. The 10 lepers got healed. Only one came back to say thank you to Jesus. The nine of them went on with their life and, uh, and enjoyed the healing. But the Bible made it very, uh, the, the word is that the one who came back got healed but wholesome, which means there's salvation, not just healing only. A lot of people want physical healing from the Lord but not salvation in relationship with Christ. If you've been enough, uh, long enough in Christianity, there will be certain branch that always perform healings on every Sunday service. I'm not against healing, but I'm against fake one. <laughs> I'm against fake one that do the show and push and tell people, you know, heal. And you're jumping and then testimony of healing. And, and, and it's, the point is not about healing. The point is relationship with Christ, whether healing comes or not. Are you still with me? So don't look for sign. Because the Bible tells us that, that this sign will follow believers. Sign will follow believers, not believers six sign. Are you still with me? Well, some people tell me that faster, you know, I have this sign, what do they mean? I say, I don't know. If you have a, a sinful lifestyle, repent. <laughs> if you follow Jesus, follow wholeheartedly and serve Him. Don't just always looking for sign and looking for healing. If, I, if my dad and my mom were not healed by Christ, then I will, I will leave Christianity. I mean, you're testing God. <laughs> so so the, the, the evil generating sign, Matthew 12, 38, 
Luke 11:29. Evil generation six sign in the time of Jesus. The same today. The same today. The only sign that Jesus said they're going to give them is not the sign, it's the sign of Jonah. For those of the Jews who read the book of Jonah, they immediately know. <laughs> the sign of Jonah is what is that he, he went into the belly of a big fish, not sure the well, big fish, and then because he against God's will, and then he proclaimed the message in a way, a gospel message that, you know, salvation comes. And they, he didn't expect the Ninevite to repent. But they repented and he got upset. <laughs> it's like you share the gospel and somebody got saved and say, oh no, I don't want it. I don't want to see them in heaven because on earthly, uh, on earthly Rome, they're my enemies. It's like the Jews say, the Roman got saved. I mean, if Pilate got saved and I see him in heaven, I mean, come on, I don't want that. <laughs> so, so the irony of the book of Jonah is the people of God sought sign that God deliverance and God gave them a sign and the sign of Jonah and they miss it. The same, they miss the sign of the crucified Christ. They miss the whole point. So as a Christian, Please do not seek for sign. Do not look for sign. Because sign will follow you, those who believe. Amen? Are you still with me? The last one, selective hearing. Uh, this is all our all-time favorite. You know, the example give them, you know, love, you know, clean up your desk. I mean, an hour later, still not. Love, wrap up your room, time to go. I mean, five more minutes, Dad. Say, put the timer. Say, no, I can count the time and again sleep. No timer. It's just example, right? Not, not always he, he did like that, right? Oh, sorry. Uh, all the pastor family members, sorry, because sometimes pastor is safe to borrow family member. To be an example. Because when they borrow someone, they get offended. Even if they borrow Jojo. And that Jojo, I can borrow sometime, right? <clears throat> but it's safe to borrow. So sorry, uh, pastor, wife, and kid always be, you know, a target. <clears throat> Selective hearing, son, let's go for an ice cream. Yeah, right, right there, let's go. Selective hearing. We all have a fair share of our selective hearing, you know. And uh, when Hua, my wife, said something I don't want to hear, I say, oh, what did you say? <laughs> Again, what did you say? <laughs> selective hearing. You know, God's whole counsel from Genesis to Revelation. I know you all, we all have favorite Bible verses. This is why we just should not pick up all the highlight favorite. Read from A to Z. Genesis to Revelation. Bible reading help you to have a diverse diet. You know, like on the platter. You got a bit of, 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 of carb, good healthy carb. You got a bit of protein. You got a bit of, of fiber. You know, you got all of that. It's healthy for your soul. Instead of just meat, 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 meat all the time, or just veg, veg, veg all the time, or no, 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 no carb because I'm afraid of losing, you know, gaining weight. Then you got a problem with liver, and then so on. Other, you know, by, by the way, all the the hype of the diet is is broken. Uh, you just have a it's just a well balanced diet and good exercise, proper rest. That's 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 you know, there's no secret to diet. God revealed everything we need to know. There's no secret. So don't buy all the secret recipe out there. Surprise to this secret, you know, formula. It's just waste a waste of your money. 
just live a healthy, balanced diet. Amen? So, selective hearing. One of the things that needs to be, you know, warned. It's a warning. Wow, it just finished point number one. Are you still okay? Boy, this is required about an hour or two. At, this is Sunday. Right? So, can we move a bit faster? All right, number two, loving God's word. The Bible says that the word is another name for Jesus. I mean, the law of God. Um, and in the beginning was the word. And the word was with God. And the word was God. And the word became flesh and made his dwelling among us. I mean, God is with us. The word is with us. And therefore, we must learn to love God's word. When you and I say, I love Jesus, show me your love. It's like today, you know, I have a lot of money. Show me your money. You know, like, I love Jesus. Yeah, show me your love. Unless you and I love God's word. You know, all our just, you know, just nonsense talk. We need to learn to love God's word. Develop a habit of loving God's word. A second uh, a portion of scripture is that Peter's second, second, second two. Peter said that uh, like newborn babies, like newborn babes, grave for what? Grape what? Okay, next slide, please. Click one click. Yeah, spiritual milk. So that by it you may grow up in your salvation. Grow up in your salvation. You got saved. That's the good starting point, not the end. You must grow up in your salvation. The last passage, the last scripture is all or what? 2 Timothy 3.16 All scripture is God-breathed, mean like divinely inspired. And is useful for teaching, rebuking. You just like the teaching, don't like the rebuking. <laughs> but the wisdom of God is both instructional and correctional. Correcting and training in righteousness. All scripture, not just some. So you must love the whole counsels of God. Loving Jesus, we must learn to love His Word. Amen? Alright, so number two, the icon for us is the hard, loving Scripture, God's spoken and written Word. We talk about the Logos and the Rhema. And uh, has been made available to all. So we must read and develop our love for God's Word. Amen? Number three, Prayer, talking to God. Sometimes we get discouraged when we pray if we don't immediately see the result. It's happened to all of us. Jesus told a parable that we ought to pray and always, pray always and not, and not give up. Not giving up. Not giving up on prayer. <laughs> Some sin that we need to give up. <laughs> we need to give up a lot of things, but not give up on prayer. Are you still with me? The second scripture is that in James chapter 4, verse 2. You do not have because? Mm -hmm. Because you do not ask. Sometimes we think that, you know, God knows already. Why don't you just reply? Why don't you just provide what I need? No, it's a relationship. Seek and ask. Knock and you will door will open. Seek and you will find. And knock and and door open and, and and ask and you will receive. It's it's just it's just you know very uh, wonderful because if you think about relationship, this is all all it takes. 
it's not a it's not a it's not a candy machine. You push a button and then you put the money and then the candy comes out. It's it's a relationship, invitation, uh, connection, fellowship, conversation. So we need conversation with God, talking to God in the form of prayer. Matthew twenty six verse forty forty one. Jesus rebuked his disciples for not being able to pray. When he did this, he taught an important thing about prayer. He said, the spirit is willing, but... So he stated the reality. He said, yeah, you're a Christian. You follow me. You always have victorious. You always a strong man. You're a strong woman. No, I know you are weak. But knowing that your flesh is weak. But that's why we talk about soul care in one of the men. That's why we should not live according to the flesh. We should not according to even the soul. We have to live according to the spirit because the spirit gives direction to the soul. The soul means our mind, our, our, our will, our emotion need to be instructed by the word of God through our spirit. So the body, the physical body will follow. Certain sin that we commit with the body because we first committed with the spirit. Are you still with me? Do not give up talking to God. Keep asking. Keep praying. Know your flesh is weak. Which means that you're tired of praying to God. I never saw the result. Keep asking. Do not give up. Are you still with me? The third leg, the fourth leg of the chair is fellowship. Fellowship is, I try to find a symbol, a cup of coffee, or you know, a table, but I think it's, I want to share with you a word um, in, because it's so, so beautiful, sacred, is in the Greek word, because if the fellowship is, it seems to only occur in the New Testament, because this is, a, this is after, you know, destruction of the temple, uh, and uh, no longer is a physical location, uh, no longer it is, uh, it is a building, but it is the fellowship, it is the assembly of the saint where believers when they under persecution of the roman they move from home to home uh, under the catacomb under the you know, underground and as they move and they spread the gospel so that's that's the new testament church and as they go and they spread out the good news so fellowship is key they devoted to fellowship not just take it lightly or casually but devoted to the apostle teaching and fellowship so fellowship the scripture said John said that uh, <clears throat> the reason he declared that the eternal life is in Jesus to people so that you may also have fellowship with us and our fellowship is with the Father and His Son, Jesus Christ. So fellowship is sacred. It's only happened between two believers. You will have social gathering with non-believers. You will have social event. You will have all the event that you want. You do not have fellowship with unbeliever. Fellowship is only happened between two believers. That's how sacred it is. That's how special it is. Act 2, 42. When the first church started on the day of Pentecost, uh, the, the disciples devoted themselves to the apostle teaching and to the fellowship. This is why it's so important, even though that, you know, during the um, recent Omicron onslaught in our church, that, you know, we do not provide refreshment, but it's one of the key. 
uh, is that you know after the church service you not just like hear the sermon, check the box, then run out the door. I know if you have um, you know urgent thing to do, then do it. But do not make become a habit like you know I get done the service, like I'm gonna carry on with my to do list today. Stay, linger back, fellowship, because it's sacred. It is a, a, a one of the leg of the chair. It's so important. And, I, and some of you heard testimony after testimony. People say, you know, I've been to a church for a year and I feel like something missing. Then I figure out that I lack a fellowship. I finish church, I finish and I run home and I'm just all by myself. I have all social interaction during the week, but not with believers. I feel something missing, but I don't know what it is. A lack of fellowship. You know, sometimes people are scared of fellowship because why? Because you have to open yourself up. Especially if you stay back and pastor say, how are you? Where are you from? You want to have a cup of coffee? You say, oh, no, I'm busy this week. You know, <laughs> because you feel being exposed. Fellowship really helps to expose area of your sin so that light can shine, penetrate, and bring healing. Not to condemn, but to bring healing. Fellowship with other saints is a way of saying, you know, we are on the same journey. We are work in progress. I need Jesus, so do you. Let's pray for one another. Fellowship. Are you still with me? The symbol I just have to share with you, not show off my Greek knowledge, but it's just the word that's so sacred. It's called koinonia. Koinonia. I used to have one of a, I spotted one of a coffee shop near our church. When I passed by, I said, Koinonia, oh, well, there must be a Christian owner. Um, and, but I don't know, they, they closed down. Um, and um, I, just, I just talked to myself, I laughed. You know, when, when you make Koinonia a business, it fails. <laughs> Pun intended. Uh, <clears throat> koinonia, fellowship is, uh, you know, the nuances is that, that all of that. This is the, the statistic of uh, how the word was rendered during the Testament. Most of the time, translate fellowship, but other times we'll be sharing. We'll carry out the, the same nuances as well. Contribution, participation, koinonia. Everybody say koinonia. It's not a drink, okay? It's not a drink, or some of you heard about some multi-level marketing drink. What, what's the drink called? I forgot. But, but this is the sacred word, fellowship, participation. It is like this. If you come to... Attend Sunday service, wonderful, a good start. But if you do not know the life of the church during the week, like your Bible study, the live net, prayer on Sunday, you know, people meet from home to home, you are, you are lacking of participation. You're lacking of sharing, even your struggle. You're lacking of contribution. You know, I thank God for during the pandemic since 2020, we have a small group, I just call it the Matthew 6 tree, which means that this group will help people uh, but with, without letting the right hand know the left hand. So they quietly send it. They, they, they ne nobody knows uh, who's helping. And we have been able to help a few individual and family. And, and, and that, that fellowship, meaning because you are participation and in the contribution for, uh, for, for some of the, the saints, and they are in the needy person. And we don't need to broadcast. <laughs> the world wants to broadcast about their charity, <laughs> not the church. The church shouldn't be the, the place that we broadcast about how, how, how generous we are. We give to this, poor, this project, and all of that. I saw the churches, they have testicles every week, how they give to the world and the poor. I mean, God bless the heart, but the Bible is clear. You know, when you give, the right hand should not let the left hand know. And the, 
you know, vice versa. So we've been helping people, but without people know how they can get help. So if you are in need, approach me. I will confine a sort of help for you. Do not approach individual. That would be a no-no in this church, at least. Don't come and say, brother, I need some money I can borrow. No, no, no. If you are in need, please come and talk to me. We'll work it out something. Is that clear? Koinonia, fellowship, participation, contribution, sharing. Everybody say one more time. Koinonia. Okay, that's the fourth leg. The last one, number five, is witness. As I said earlier, is it's very important. A life lacking of personal testimony is a life lacking of, of being real. <laughs> People need to know your testimony, how you got saved, how it's in, impact and affect your life. Act 1.8. The Bible says, but you will receive what? Power when the Holy Spirit come upon you. And you will be my witnesses. By the way, for some of you, it's, it's just in case you misread Bookwack. Power from on high, power of the Holy Spirit from in the book of Acts, has never been about to show up how powerful you are. It's about telling the proclamation of the gospel that include the power of God. It's never about someone, whoa, this person is so important, you know, he has the power to heal thousands, and he pushed, and everybody lined the floor, and then, you know, and people got healed. It's not about your power. It's a power to what? To witness the gospel, the word of God. In your own town, Jerusalem, in all Judea and Samaria, surrounding area, to the ends of the earth. I don't know, some of you might, have, might feel this, but when I first got saved in church, I talked to my pastor, I said, Pastor, I want to be a missionary somewhere, you know, out there, you know, because it's so great, you know, it, it's so, you know, so nice. They say, no, just be a witness in your own area. <laughs> Go back and tell your parents. Go back and tell your, your sibling. Go back and tell your, your brother and sister that, you know, how you got saved. Uh, people have a, a grandiose idea about, you know, <laughs> being missionaries. Just, 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 you know, go and to the, the, the strange land and uh, talk. Yeah, there's a time people you got, got called for that. But just share to your own surrounding area. Your, your friend, the one that knows you before you got saved. The one saw you got drunk during the party at the company and now you no longer, you know, it's drinkable. <laughs> you don't drink anymore and then you just in the sound mind share God's word. The one who know that you're sleeping around and now no longer you stay, your integrity was intact and no longer you accept rivalry, you no longer you, you play around with different you know, men or different women. The one that who really saw the dirt in your life before you got saved and now you tell them about Christ. They say, oh, you're a hypocrite. And say, no, brother, no, sister, I got saved. My life changed. I was once blind. I was once like this, but now I'm healed. Now I'm saved. And I want to introduce to you Jesus. Not a religion, but relationship. That's what I want you to know. Jesus ministered to a woman. 
This is a Samaritan woman who had been an adulteress, as the context tells us. She went and told the people about her city. He met Jesus at the well. And many of the Samaritans from that town believe in him because of, because of the woman's testimony. People believe in Jesus because of the woman's testimony. We got the red chair. <laughs> which is the, the, the painful point. <laughs> uh, I mean, many of you said, Pastor, no, let me, uh, let me the last person sit on the chair. The red chair is not for me, for everyone who wants to testify about Jesus Christ. And we record it, we put it on YouTube, which is our modern day. That's how we tell the woman at the well. That's how we tell our life. We no longer have a really literal well in our city. But we have the YouTube, we have the social media that's supposed not to broadcast your sin, but it's supposed to broadcast the gospel and how a sinner got saved by grace. And that's what the red chair for. Uh, you don't like the color, we change to white chair, we change to any chair you want. But uh, I mean, why, why people hesitate about sharing the personal testimony? Oh, uh, Pastor, I'm afraid that some of my friends watching online saw me. That's the whole purpose. And the woman and have a private conversation Jesus, I, I know that you are a prophet. You know my past life. I, I have four or five husbands. The one that I live with is just a boyfriend. Uh, but keep it quiet, Jesus. Don't tell anyone. I appreciate your confidentiality. Let me go quiet back to town. Say, I met a prophet, but my life remained the same. I continue to sleep with a boyfriend, live with, with him, and my life remained the same. I just met a prophet, a good experience. The woman told the testimony. Obviously, the Bible didn't tell. She would stop messing around. The woman got caught in adultery in John chapter 8. No way that she went back secretly to the same boyfriend that she got caught, brought out, because she just witnessed death sentence. People were about to stone her. But Jesus came and said, what are you going to do with me, uh, uh, Jesus? He said, no, I, I will not, not you know, even stone her, you. Go and sin no more. Go and sin no more. Are you still with me? So let me, pastorally speaking, if you'd never be able to share your personal testimony in front of your friend, in front of a camera, in front of a public gathering, whether your company event or even next person next to your cubicle, you are, you are missing one of the legs. You're missing one of the platform of being a witness. Your spiritual life will remain unstable. Your spiritual life will be missing something, but you don't know what it is because there's no fire in you. There's no, there is no eagerness and zealous and zeal in you to tell about Jesus, especially tell to the one that who knows you very well, like your parents are very hard. <laughs> I know you. Uh, why you, 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 you taught me? Why you, you preach about this? You're a hypocrite. And say, yes, I was hypocrite, but Jesus saved me. I was once like this, but now you can look at my life, see it for yourself. Being a witness. Missing one of these elements, Christian essential, will make your life not a, not, a, not a fully living out the gospel. Because just become a cultural Christian. Yeah, I have prayer. I have read the word of God. Check the box. I, 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 I fellowship, yes. But I don't want to talk to the lost. 
It's so difficult. My boss so difficult. My secular friend so difficult. I just want to be huddled in the Christian circle. I mean, how nice, how good it is. I mean, I want to talk to the secular friend and the non-believer. They mess me out. They challenge me. And are they nasty? Welcome to the world. You need to bring the gospel out of the four walls. It is nice to have a circle among Christians. It's not very always nice to have among with the people who had not yet been. But you are the light and the salt to the earth. Witnessing. Are you still with me? All right, the last uh, symbol, a call. Right? I try to find an icon. But, uh, I mean, today, we don't have um, so-called a physical neighbor anymore. I don't know my neighbor here. I don't know a neighbor here. Because everybody, like, you know, you have a digital neighbor. Or you just call your friend and you meet for coffee. You know, you... You tell them about how you got changed. If you, if you still need to practice before you sit on the red chair, make a few phone calls. Hey, guys, I've been, you know, this week, last night, you know, I really uh, got into a bit of drinking. And, uh, you know, I tell you what, you know, I, I repent from this. If you see me this, it's not the way how Christians act. But, you know, I, I was hypocrite. I, I should not get drunk. And, uh, you know, sorry, bro. I want to tell you, Jesus, that's how it works, though. You don't need to be shameful about your past. If it happened yesterday, that's the past. Tell them about the gospel. Yeah, I really messed up with that woman. You know. But I repent today. I want my life to be transformed. I want change. I will cut a relationship. And I'm sorry to you that I have defiled you. I'm married, but I have an affair. I have sexual, in Bible, sexual adultery. I repented. Lord, forgive me. I, mean, I need Jesus, as you must, as you do. Tell them. Real, honest, authentic. Don't need to pretend a Christian because you are Christian. Are you still with me? Summary. There's five icons for us. Number one, hearing God's voice. Number two, loving God's word. Number three, prayer. Number four, koinonia fellowship. Number five, what is this? You have passed the test. Let us spend uh, five minutes of reflection and then um, we're going to have um, a few, a quick announcement and then we have a closing song. Are you still with me? Let us just spend about five minutes of reflection.
Oh, Jesus, we want to hear your voice directly from you to the Word, to the living Word, the living bread, the living water, so that our soul will be fed on a daily basis. Without hearing, our relationship will die, as any relationship on this earthly on this earth, on this planet, if we don't hear from each other, husband and wife, relationship will will die if they don't listen to one another. The same, our relationship with you will die if we don't hear your voice. It's just so detrimental to your people if they either they refuse to hear your voice or because. They don't spend time and make room and space for the frequency to be tuned in, so that they can hear the voice. Especially in the time of trouble, especially in the time of crisis, especially in the time that they need to seek guidance and direction in their life. May your people not just have selective hearing, but hear fully. If there one area in their life is sinful. They can't hear your voice in another area. They might have trouble at work. They want to hear your voice, but at the same time, they live in a sinful life that need to be dealt with at the cross. They need to repent of their sin and hear your voice again. Lord, help us to be a lovers of God that loves your word. It is like we eager to read whatever news that attract us, whether it's financial news or politics or sport. We have the same, the same passion to to read your word. May that become the reality, not just cliche. For those who say I read God's word, but really loves God's words. Lord, help us to be the the people of prayer. The best way that only the church can structure is just two slot of prayer on Sunday, but that's not enough because it's not. That's for corporate and communal prayer together. That's wonderful, but as a personal during the week, are we crying out, asking God, begging God on our knees, on our, our, our on our tummy, prostrating, worshiping the Lord and asking, "Do not give up, brother and sister. Do not give up on prayer, because that's the only, the only." Hope that we have in Christ, we're crying out. Koinonia, fellowship—it's just not a casual social gathering. It is in, intentional. Make time, the coffee, to hear one another and fellowship and share the struggle, praying for one another, fellowship, carry each other burden during the week, husband and wife, spouse, children. As a family, carry each other burden in the church, brother and sister. We carry each other burden. That's koinonia, that's fellowship, contribution, participation, sharing, calling other friends and pray for the sick, calling back home and tell them that you love them, tell them about Jesus, how Jesus is lovable and loving, and how God is a God of mercy, how a God that really can forgive sin to Jesus Christ, and tell them and confess to even. 
to those who know that we have sinful in our workplace, in our area, in our time, in our past. Do not be shameful about the past because God has forgiven all of your sin before this hour is all the past. Be born, be, be out and living out the gospel. I need Jesus because I'm still work in progress. So do you. Tell them. Tell them about Jesus. Oh Lord Jesus, may this is just not a, another Sunday message, just another, I heard this all the time, but let's be the reality of our life in Christ. We thank you, Lord, for your word. We thank you, Lord, for your presence. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you for listening. We pray that you and your family are encouraged by this message. Join us next time and do click the follow button on our profile page to stay up to date with the latest message. God bless you.